Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. The Illini Guys coming at you in full force. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. The basketball season is over, unfortunately, but uh, we have a lot to talk about. I hope you're ready for it. Where the Hoops team goes from here, we'll hear from the new women's coach shortly here. Excited about her arrival in Champaign. A big-time recruit for football coach Brett Bielema and maybe one on the horizon for Brad Underwood. We'll talk about that coming up here in the second hour. Plus, we haven't spent much time on this, but it's high time that we did. Fans attacking players on social media. Uh, it, it needs to stop and, and right this minute. We've got a former Illini basketball player who will join us with his experience and the psychological effect that the stupid words and idiotic comments have on the players and teams that you allegedly support. Okay, that's coming up later on this hour, and I really hope you stick around for that. Fellas, we've had a few days to digest it. The Illini season coming to an abrupt end last Sunday in Pittsburgh, 68-53, the loss to Houston in a game that was was really much closer than that. Uh, tough finish to a really outstanding season. Yeah, only one team finishes the season happy. Uh, the team that cuts down all the nets. So everybody else is upset. But when you go back and look and you say you want a Big Ten title um, and with all of the things they had to overcome, which I know we're going to discuss later. This is uh, this is a, it's been a good it was a good year. It's a good year for Illinois. They're back on the map. You got one monkey off your back after 17 years of no Big Ten titles. Next year, you got to get at keep adding every year. Get those monkeys off till you're uh, an elite program. Yeah, I, I think we really saw uh, a team that continued to compete no matter what happened, and I think that's admirable. Doesn't ha- it doesn't happen unless you have a coach that that exudes that and projects that personality. And I think ultimately this team did as good as you can expect from a team that had that many hurdles to overcome. And and it's for me, it was a heck of a year. And we would have loved to have seen Trent, you know, healthy all year long and Hutcherson healthy all year long and Curbelo, et cetera. Um, but it, was, it wasn't meant to be that way. And they went down fighting. Um, that's all you can ask. Yeah. You know, when you think about um, and, and as Brad mentioned, we're going to talk about this here in a, in a few minutes. But we discussed it on the Eye on the Illini podcast that we did Sunday after the loss. And when you break down just just what this team uh, went through, had they been 500 you could say, well, there's no reason. Look at all the stuff that happened. But the fact they did that, and again, with three new assistant coaches being added uh, during the summer, I think this program is in excellent shape. And, um, you know, the season may be over, but we aren't. We are here year-round on Illini Guys, the Sports Spectacular, IlliniGuys.com. We'll be talking a lot about this in the weeks and months to come as we get ready for basketball season next year. Uh, the other big story coming out of Oven, Shauna Green hired from Dayton to succeed the retired Nancy Fay as women's head basketball coach impressive resume three-time Atlantic 10 coach of the year averaging 20 wins per season in her six years with the Flyers here's coach Green earlier this week talking about being wooed by Illinois athletic director Josh Whitman and even the role that brass basketball coach Brad Underwood played in getting her to Champaign let's listen in order to have championship programs you have to have the right administration if you do not have that alignment you are not going to win championships And I believe that we have that alignment from top down in order to pursue championships. 
Another story uh, that shows to the people is, is Coach Underwood on Saturday. He had kind of a big game on Sunday, and he called me, and he took the time uh, to, to talk, to give advice, to see if I had any questions. And like I said, there is, I guarantee he did not want to call me that day. I mean, I want to want to call someone when I'm preparing to, 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 for a big game. Uh, but that speaks again to the family feel, the people, and that made a, a big impression on me as well. It shows you that uh, Brad Underwood uh, likes to recruit even when it comes to uh, women's basketball coaches. It's not just recruits. No, uh, it, it really goes to show the, the, the atmosphere. I, I talked to uh, Josh Whitman at Big Ten um, Media Days and, and about the family atmosphere that they were trying to create in the athletic department. And you can see that with Underwood reaching out and trying to help, you know, bring Shauna Green into this. Uh, Green's an impressive hire. She's a winner. Um, she wins for six straight years. She dominates the Atlantic 10. And I think that's the kind of coach you need to get when you're at Illinois. And the fact that they can get her is a, um, is a, basically this is a feather in the cap of Josh Whitman to get a coach like this. Yeah. And I think uh, Whitman avoided mistakes that you see a lot of ADs make which is when they hire somebody who doesn't equal their predecessor. And, you know, that, that was something that he have obviously had a plan in place. Uh, Coach Faye retires, and then he's got somebody selected, you know, somebody in mind that is a truly good coach who's turned down other big jobs before. Uh, I, I don't know that you could have asked for anybody better to lead the women's basketball program. You know, and she was impressive and straightforward, I thought, in her, her press conference the other day uh, at State Farm Center. Why do you think Illinois women's basketball has had such trouble winning here? I didn't realize till, till, till Nancy uh, retired that it, it's been almost 20 years. I mean, 2003 was the last NCAA appearance for this program. Yeah, they, you know, they, I don't think they've, they've made some maybe not great, great hires along the way. But then you look at it and you say, you know, some of these guys, some of these people they've hired have obviously won elsewhere. So that, that you know, it's it's definitely concerning. I think a lot of it, it comes down to, I, I think there are certain people that are made for a, a job like this. That's kind of got high expectations, but maybe it's a little tougher than a normal job. And I, I think Shauna Green has that internal kind of, uh, what do they call it? Intestinal fortitude yeah. to fight through and, and make this program uh, raises that level. I just don't think... Things have gone wrong, and, and, and they aren't able to overcome it. Like, you look at the men's basketball team, Brad Underwood, a lot of things went wrong, but they were able to overcome it, and that's the kind of person you need um, at the head of this program. Yeah, you need somebody who, could, who has proved over a period of time that they can not only develop a good plan but execute on it, and I think it's clear that she has actually done that. So if you have that trait, I think you can build an awful lot around that. And then the synergy of having an athletic director, a men's basketball coach, and that total family atmosphere, I, I think that we're going to see a change here, and it's going to make uh, Illinois women's basketball maybe the same force that men's basketball is. Yeah, well, she has got a lot of energy bringing in, and, and um, you know, certainly we're going to be supporting her as well in the ladies' program. We'll be talking a lot about Shauna Green, women's basketball, the men's team as well. Up next, in fact, the other Illini guy, Demonte Williams, joins us on our Newsmaker line to reflect on this season and a career that forever altered the trajectory of Illini basketball. That's coming up next on the Sports Spectacular.
planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. I've been through things. I've been more been through more things this year with this team than I have my entire career put together, and that's 35 years. That's going back to be a junior college coach. The stuff that we have dealt with, and the uh, not practicing at Christmas break when you get teams gritty and tough and want to fight, and 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 uh, and not practicing. Um, you know, we're probably 20 practices light of what we were last year, um, and and at big times, and and without players. In any constant flow, and and so, um, and on one hand, I'm disappointed, and on one hand, I'm just ecstatic as heck that we got a group to stay together, we stay connected, and be able to win a Big Ten championship. That's Brad Underwood talking about the adversity this season, and and if you haven't if you haven't stopped to think about just the magnitude, let me break it down for you. Kofi's NCAA imposed three game suspension. Austin Hutcherson back problems and sports hernia. Trent Frazier's shoulder, Andre Corbello's concussion, the flu outbreak at Thanksgiving, the COVID shutdown at Christmas, Kofi's concussion, Corbello caught COVID, Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk's concussion, RJ Melendez appendicitis, Jacob Grandison's shoulder, Frazier and others contracting pink eye at tournament time to still win a big title, fellas. Brad Sturdy uh, is incredible. Yeah, you know, this reminds me. So I was talking to a guy who used to be a producer on, remember ER, the show that used to be on? So I'm dating myself yeah. again. Yeah. Well, they, they used to talk about, yeah, these are all things that happen. But instead of being in one show, they're in like one year. Well, this is, Illinois decided to be like ER, and they put everything in one season. It, it, this stuff shouldn't happen in one year. There shouldn't be this many concussions. There shouldn't be this many. An appendicitis? Seriously? That doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Demonte. I got to ask, what was it like going through this? You, you, you guys are like a mash unit. And it was, we had a pretty tough year. Um, as I said, you know, we went through, we went through so many different things uh, and so much different adversity hit. It was, it was crazy, man. You had everybody playing everywhere, uh, really trying to be the next man up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a crazy, crazy year we had. Did, did you ever think of watching Major League when they decided to sacrifice a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken to Joe <laughs> Boo to try to get the demons away? No. <laughs> I, I'm thinking if you get a chance to watch that movie, I'm get, I think maybe a, a sacrifice of some sort of chicken to <laughs> Joe Boo would have been in order. Maybe you can remind that to Coach Underwood for future reference. Um <laughs> Let me, let me ask you a question because I, I, one thing that I find fascinating and, and you, you wouldn't remember this, but you and I met at a um, AAU tournament back when you were uh, a senior in high school going into your senior year. 
Um, that was like 10 years ago. He doesn't remember that. I, he, he, there's no reason why he would remember meeting me. Um, but the interesting, you're roughly the same height as I am. And I can't imagine if coach would tell me, hey, you see that Bingham guy for Michigan State? Keep him from posting up on you. How, how, do, you, how do you approach that and, and pull that off? Because I, I remember during the game, there were two. There was one time where you actually pushed him off the block, and you made a six ten guy shoot a instead of shooting a two foot shot, you made him shoot a six foot shot. And then the next time he got the ball, he took a look at you and passed it out. He didn't want to post <laughs> up against you. What what mindset? What's going through your brain when you have odds like that, and you've got to go ahead and and stop somebody? Oh, I mean. Sometimes you you never really know the answer. Uh, it's really about just going out there and just trying to figure it out while you're on the court. Um, but mainly with me, I try to be physical with everybody that's bigger than me. Um, and I, I just try to, like, wear them out just, just by being physical with them and keep moving around like a little pest. And really just, just trying to get the, the job done, really. Um, Everything, like like I said, everything's not, not going to be perfect. Sometimes, you know, it's really about just playing basketball and trying to figure stuff out. Here with DeMonte Williams on this uh, newspaper line presented by Busey Bank. And, and DeMonte, I know that, that this is um, a weekend that, that everyone, including obviously you guys more than, than us, uh, wanted to, to, to still be playing. Um, mm -hmm. The emotions of, of walking off that court on, on Sunday, knowing this was, um, this was your last time. Take us through that moment. Oh man, it was it was tough uh, walking off the floor. Um, I mean, probably one of the one of the hardest things I had to go through in life uh, as of right now. Um, but yeah, it was pretty emotional. Um, but I mean, I mean, I can't get you can't get too down about that. I mean, I'm I'm still alive and breathing, and and still got everybody around me. And you're in better shape than Mike and I. So you've got that going for you. So, yeah, but that, that's um, not much. <laughs> hey, small steps, right? So yes. I, I got to piggyback on what Mike said, DeMonte. So being an analytics guy, nerd, right? Center, on Synergy, you're one of the top. You're like in the 94th percentile in post defense in the United States in the country. That's amazing really? for a guy who's like 6'3". That's pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, well, that just really just up a fight with them down there is i mean it's like people can you can say it's it's easy to to, to play in the post but it's, i mean at the end of the day it's really not just you get so you you get to do really whatever you want to do um and sometimes they'll let you play sometimes they don't i mean it it is what it is you know what i'm saying but i mean it, it's tough um playing against guys bigger than me taller than me uh a little stronger than me but I mean, I've been playing up my whole life. I've ever since I was a kid, I've been playing against grown men. So I, I ain't really, I don't really care about it. Yeah, so, Demonte, I, I follow up on, on what Larry said too. It, you know, yeah, it was a sad day. You've had a couple days, or you know, a few days to kind of reflect on your career. How amazing is it, or how do you, how how good do you feel about where you brought this program? From where you started toward end, you got a Big Ten tournament title and now a Big uh -huh. Ten conference title. 
how rewarding is that for you? I mean, you can have you had that chance to kind of sit back and go, we did okay. I mean, I was just talking to my mom about it the other day. I'm like, uh, I came in, uh, did what I said I was going to do, uh, with, which was try to change that program around, uh, no matter how, how, uh, how I had to do it. Um, really just going out there, just playing hard all the time. Um, and, and, and that was me and Trent's uh, goal. Uh, when, when we first got there, and that was really just to change it and get it back on the map, uh, like how it used to be. Um, and, and I mean, and we did it. So I mean, I feel really, really accomplished right there. And and in reality, is there's going to be a second banner going up to the rafters? That's going to be Big Ten Conference champions, regular, you know, for the regular season. There's already a banner up there for the the tournament. Uh huh. What? How does that make you feel knowing that, you know, these people will be there looking up at that banner and they'll be thinking about the team that you were on and there's a gap there for quite some time. It's going to be like, wow, those guys were the ones who, who brought Illini basketball back. How does that make you feel? Because that's what people are going to think for the next 30 years when they look at those banners up there. Man, I, I, that brings me joy, man, and happy. Um, just – being an in-state kid and, you know, you always dream about playing on, on television all the time and, and playing against uh, the best players in the country um, and to see that is back. And now that you don't got to go far or go to other places, you can always stay home and play and have fun and, and, and win championships. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah, I mean, you guys have, have made it sexy again. You know, I mean, when, when you chose Illinois, that was maybe not the sexiest pick, but now it's one that not just Illinois kids, but people all over the country are, are, are standing up and, and noticing how, tell us the, the difference of, let's go back to, you know, three or four years ago when you stepped on the court and to this year, when you guys stepped on as defending big 10 tournament champions and you're ranked uh, each game you play, you're, you're the hunted, not the hunter. What was that feeling like going – was there a difference when you stepped onto the court with that swagger, knowing that you guys had, had achieved something and, and now that the tables had turned and, and you're defending what you have more than trying to take somebody else's? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely definitely had us uh, feeling that, 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 that type of way uh, with our swagger and everything um, and really just going out there and re- really competing at a high level, uh, knowing people were trying to take stuff from us. Um, and, and we weren't really trying to let that happen at all. Yeah. So I, Demonte, so I got to ask, so, so when you were thinking about that, we were talking about the post I mean, so I'm going to go, our conversation before we came on the air was the music, right? We're going old school music. So, so I got a question. Were you before games? Would you like go and get some ski low going? I wish I was a little no. bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I mean, you ever, you ever had that going? <laughs> no, 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 man. I had uh, I had pop playing, man. <laughs> so you've already told us that we don't, we would never listen to the music you're listening to. So give us some old school yeah, that you did. Like, What's uh, the good stuff? Give me some good I'm, stuff, old school. I mean, I listen to a lot of Tupac, Big, um, really just those two, and uh, I mean, I listen to DMX. Um, Warren G, you know, really, it was really growing up, really, it was whatever my, my mom or dad was playing in the car, so I had no choice but to really listen to it and, and like the song, so. 
And, I, and it just carried with me growing up. So, I mean, a lot of times I don't understand a lot of the new rappers anyway. So I go old school. <laughs> okay. See, I, I can relate. <laughs> so the, 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 the old school for our generation was Van Halen with David Lee Roth. But um, you, you may not have even heard of them, you know. So nah. I, Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike uh, Van Halen was not a rapper group i, I, I know but it. that was his old oh, okay, school okay you know there was the only rap that I'm was th- out there i'm when thinking we of were, like flavor we flame run no, no, no. dmc let's go uh when we were in high school brad it, the curtis blow there you go and and he had tough now that was an awesome song so there you are demonte you look up curtis blow tough that was the that was like the one rap thing that we had heard of when I was in high school or uh, Hey Mike, I got to go with nucleus nucleus with jam on it. You, you don't know uh, that one. Well, y'all give me, y'all give me some new songs. I got to go listen to You got to go find it, man. You got to go find that stuff. I was like 13. So that was, I was old school. I was, you know, Mike was like 40 then, but you know, yeah, I was like 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm going to have to go check them out there. Yeah. You, you got to go Curtis blow. Cause he was one of the first guys to kind of start that. And then, I like I said, I kind of lost track of that, you know, because then when we got out of the 80s, then the grunge came along and that was kind of just heavy metal with people who couldn't wash their clothes Um, on the Illini guys. Music spectacular. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's kept me off of wrestling for like 10 minutes here. Um, It's good. It's good. Or Marvel. Yeah. So so when it comes to Monte, is there any is there any advice that you will give to the guys who are there now on how to carry the culture that you and Trent and coach Underwood got started. What, what advice are you going to give them to continue to cement that culture so that Illini basketball stays at it as, as good as it is, or even elevates. Um. I'll say in practice, don't make uh, Coach Underwood mad like I used to do in practice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, DeMonte, by the way, don't think that you get away from us. You know, once an Illini guy, always an Illini guy. So always, we expect you back here next week, right? I mean, I'll be here. I ain't okay. going nowhere. Okay. All right. I want to make sure. <laughs> I, I want to, I mean, I wanna, you know, you, you can't just walk away. I mean, it's, that's, that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, nah. what, one question I, I do have too. What's, what's the, what's the one thing you take away from your experience? And I don't, it could be a game or it could be a, a championship or, um, or a road trip or, or what's, when you look back, if there's one thing you take away from, from this, what would it be? I would say the first day of practice when I uh, when I had got cleared cleared to play, we was um, doing some extra conditioning, and I about passed out. And uh, all I heard was uh, Underwood, you know, let, letting me have it for laying on the floor, looked like I was about to die. But um, really, just the road trips we had, um, and the more our teams over the years uh, came together as one and just started playing for each other and not for the name on the back of the jersey, really. Awesome. Awesome. Well, DeMonte, we will leave it at that for now because, again, we, we've got a lot more. And the, the, the great thing about – and we, we've kind of discussed this here um, 
uh, this week as we were planning out the show is he said, you know, uh, DeMonte now doesn't, he didn't have to hold back with, 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 with <laughs> now the season's over. So we look forward to, um, you know, some spirited conversations here on the sports spectacular. <laughs> no, no holds bar barred, or maybe like a cage match in terms of your comments. <laughs> so, it's uh, UF. It's, it's UFC DeMonte. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, you know, and when we talk each week, we look forward to, uh, to sharing some laughs. <laughs> so, yes, well, we'll leave it at that. DeMonte. Hey, as always, we just want to say though, um, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we have what an amazing joy it has been for all of us to root for you and certainly here on the show, um, to get to know you, but we just want to say thank you for what you've done. Uh, wherever Illini basketball goes from here, we know that still there's greater mountains still to climb, but you were a part of that. And, and, um, there's some uh, greatness that will be, um, you lifted this program to a new level and they will not have reached that height without you. So we want to say thank you again for all that you've done for the program. Oh yep. man. I, I appreciate it, man. Awesome. Demonte Williams, the Illini guy. Hey man, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Y'all, y'all be safe. All right. Demonte Williams, he's the Illini guy fighting Illini for life in this segment presented by Busey Bank. Big football news coming up. Spring practice kicked off this week and the major recruiting win for Brett Bielema and his staff. If you hadn't heard about it, where you been? We're going to talk about it. This is the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Glad you're with us. Uh, don't forget, IlliniGuys.com has a seven-day free trial to come in and see what we're all about. Insider stuff, analysis, and more from our experts and insiders. You can almost guarantee you go on the message board. Mike's got a pizza thread somewhere. I mean, he could take anything and turn it into pizza. We know that already. Uh, if you already subscribe to IlliniGuys.com, then you read Matt Stevens' stuff all the time. He's our football writer and an analyst and has been hinting for a time now that this week's news was going to happen. Caden Fagan, four-star recruit from Arthur Lovington High School, committing to the Illini this week. And Matt now joins us on the Sports Spectacular. He was there this week at the big announcement. Uh, Matt, how, talk about Caden Fagan and how big is this commit for the Illini program? Yeah, I wrote about it in Illini guys uh, earlier this week when I got back from Amish country uh, in, in Arthur and Lovington. Um, the idea being Brett Bielema has talked pretty much since the day he got hired that he's been searching for his Io DeSumo, meaning a big star recruit to from the state of Illinois that can basically be the momentum charger for this rebuild that they want. And it is no accident, and it was for me and when my reporting and what I was being told by the staff, it is no secret why uh, Caden Fagan, Fagan is the uh, number one and first recruit of this 2023 class. They, they wanted the first one to be a big one. They wanted the first one to be a guy that would jumpstart the momentum of this class. And I am told that they already have three or four silent commitments already ready to go. Wow. Uh, and they feel like this is a momentum starter 
for what they think is a really critical 2023 class. And when anytime, you know, that you can get somebody like this, who is going to be, I think, a, a transformative type of athlete um, from a, you know, community that is right there near Champaign County uh, and whose mom and grandma and himself, Caden himself, grew up Illini fans and want to be a part of this rebuild that Brett Bielen was going through. He just checks all the boxes that a few years ago, everyone knew he needed when he signed and, and got the commit and signed of Io DeSumo. I think Caden Fagan just absolutely does everything that, that Brett Bielema has wanted out of that type of a recruit. And I don't like putting that type of title and, and uh, you know, pedestal on a type of kid, but he went on that earlier this week when I, when I met with him during his, his commitment announcement at Arthur, at Arthur high school, he didn't shy away from it. He, he said, I, I, I saw what I Sumo did for the transformation of Illinois basketball. I want to be that guy for Illinois football. So he's not shying away from it, and he, he wants to be that guy. When we look at Fagan here, Matt, where, where do we think he is going to play? Do we think he's going to be a tailback, a linebacker, a tight end? Does he play anywhere he wants to because he's that good? What, what are we looking at here? Yes. Uh, the idea being, I, I believe that Illinois set themselves apart in this recruiting past Notre Dame and past Iowa, who they, who they certainly beat on, on this recruiting trail, because they immediately said, we want you to play offense. I happen to know for, for a fact in my reporting that Notre Dame was a little bit hesitant on trying to let him play tailback and let him play offense. Iowa was the same way. Uh, they have identified him as a tailback. They will let him start in the running back room as of, you know, the 2023 season when he gets there on campus. Um, he, he is what Brett Bielema wants in a tailback. Um, and we can have the conversations about is he too tall and is he, you know, too big. I have been told by assistant coaches he, he is the exact same height and the exact same weight as Eric Dickerson and the exact same height and the exact same weight as Marcus Allen. If you can run, you can run. And so I think with Jordan Anderson, Aiden Lawfrey, and, and now – Caden Fegan, who is going to be in that running back room together at some point, they have three kids from the inner, from inside the state of Illinois that they feel like can be a a running back trio of of talent that Brett Bielema wants to put together. Matt, that's awesome! Uh, great stuff there. We'll talk more about Caden uh, Fagan is in the next uh, next hour as well. Want to get to the spring practice. Um, the, the football team back in um, working out again this week, and uh, I know that just a couple of practices in. But what are you hearing so far about this team? It's it's an it's an interesting uh, dynamic because they're, they're trying to get the the logistics of Barry Lenny's offense uh, kind of worked out. And I can tell you guys that there's a lot of talk among media and among a lot of people around the program about how much different this offense is going to look. I'm here to tell you that I just don't think philosophically it's going to look that much different. I think it's going to look faster, but I think what Barry Lonnie wants to do with his new quarterback, Tommy Levito, and the amount of talent that he knows that he has at, at, at tight end and at running back, they want to establish the run game. And I think they just want to get the, the verbal aspect of what the offense is and get the playbook down with a lot of these guys before they get done with these 15 spring practices. That is the big emphasis. And I think there are specific holes that Ryan Walters wants to fill on his defensive side, specifically outside linebacker and safety when you're trying to replace Kirby Joseph. So there's a couple of holes that they want to fill, but I think it's a big, uh, it's a, it's a big deal that they're trying to get this offense installed before the end of the spring. Okay, we will uh, leave it at there, but we have got a lot to talk about with football, and so we know you'll be back 
uh, next week. And still, what a what a difference it is right now when you look at where this program was a year ago to now leaps and bounds ahead. Uh, Matt Stevens, I know you're going to come back with, and talk with us later on uh, in our roundtables. We uh, in the second hour, so we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Cool. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. He'll be back with us here. Hey, coming up next, the nasty world of social media and its effects on student athletes. Former Illini Brett Melton will join us to talk about his experience, and you don't want to miss it. This is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Welcome back to the Sports Spectacular and this segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. The rhetoric on social media hit a fever pitch really during the pandemic. Uh, Let's be honest, not that it was good before, but it certainly feels like it's worse today. And we've witnessed a good share of uh, nastiness being thrown at Illinois players after losses this season. Muhammad native Brett Melton played two seasons for the Illini before transferring to finish his career at the University of San Diego. He's been vocal uh, pretty much uh, about the attacks that he experienced during his playing days. And he joins us now to talk about it. Brett, um, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Great to have you on. And and, um, I know that's kind of the stuff you posted was what kind of got our attention. and, And we wanted to reach out to you. Uh, let's start with what prompted you to to step forward and and share uh, your experience with everyone um, out in the ether. You know, honestly, it was just one of those things where um, I don't want to say the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, but it's been years and years and years of uh, seeing fair, fair weather fans and, uh, you know, love them when we're good and hate them when we're bad. (laughs) And it's not, it's not just Illinois. It's all over the place. Um, you know, my experience, um, I think is a little bit unique because I was able to transfer, um, and experience what other cultures are like. Um, so I got to see the good, the bad, um, and really kind of compare it to, what else is out there and just over the years of growing up um, and then especially with professional sports kind of shedding a light on mental health um, you know I I became a little bit more aware of it and I want to speak up I like speaking up Uh, I have a basketball program uh, or had a basketball program out in San Diego and that was one thing that we talked about was just you know what goes on between your ears Um, you know and uh just over the course of the last two years, I've seen a lot of my friends on Facebook love, 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 love Illinois basketball. But when things go wrong, it's just they just resort right back to berating them and how bad they are. And this person sucks and he shouldn't play. And 
I always defend them like one-on-one, you know, like I'll make a comment. Um, but I just feel like I, I wanted to beat, uh, beat everybody to the punch on this one because, um, I saw them, I saw the comments coming kind of before they happened. And, um, I thought I would get a couple, couple comments, but it took off like I had never thought it would. Brett, is it, is it just, I mean, do you think it's just basically, I think the biggest difference may be social media. It's so easy for people to be a keyboard warrior. Mm-hmm. It's anonymous. Um, you don't have, I mean, and you can just, you, you'll never interact with them. And, and, you know, back when, you know, old people like us played one, nobody watched me play, but um, when people watch you play, maybe they didn't have that outlet. So it made it, it was a little bit different. Do you think maybe social media is the biggest change there? You know what? Honestly, I feel like uh, the biggest difference now with social media is that it's not one-sided. Um, you have the ability to respond, you know, and kind of get into that back and forth, which can, you know, cause things to escalate quite a bit. Um, but back when I played, you know, there was the Illini fan forum and that's predominantly one-sided. You know, I could read what people were saying, but I couldn't necessarily jump in and, and comment and defend myself. And, you know, um, some of the interactions that I was having because of this post, I was, you know, telling people, you know, be tough, you know, it's not that big of a deal. They're just words. And, and, and there's a truth to that, you know, you know, sticks and stones would break my bones, but words will never hurt me type of thing. And I remember playing and it's like, you hear these things and you forget about them. You don't worry about them. It's not that big of a deal, but when you hear them every single game, right. Or your confidence starts to drop or you start looking over your shoulder and, Oh my gosh, I missed a shot. Coach is going to take me out. And then you start thinking about those negative thoughts and then you start believing those thoughts. And then, you know, it's, it was kind of a downhill, I don't want to call it a spiral for me because I mean, I, uh, you know, I was blessed and fortunate to be able to you know, play at the level that I did, but it played a big part in my confidence. And, you know, me being a local hometown kid, I, I needed every ounce of ability, athleticism, energy, confidence, just to compete with those guys. And once my confidence um, started falling, it was, it was hard to kind of get back into the, that alpha, you know, that alpha mentality. Yeah, and, and as a fellow Muhammad Bulldog, uh, we would we definitely were polling, obviously, for you and, and a few years earlier, Craig Buchanan, who played, you know, bigger college basketball. Um, you know, today's world, you know, you have social media that gives that person who was, you know, on a maybe at the, at the barber shop or was at the bar, um, you know, it gives them a combination of a, a big platform that they can then get out and throw out their opinions on. Um, how did you, you know, how, how did you deal with those type of things? What, what form did they take? You said the Illini boards, but what were the people, you know, some of those people who were, who were spewing that stuff anonymously, how did they treat you when you were right in front of them? That was the hardest thing for me is because I would read I would read the comments and coach self would tell us to stay off the, you know, stay off the forums, don't read. And it's almost, you know, when you're 19 years old, it's like, what do you mean? Don't read it. I want to, you know, now I really want to read it. <laughs> and, um, I had the hardest time because I, because of where I grew up, um, small town, 
you know, I called myself pretty naive, sheltered to the real world. And I trusted, I trusted people. I trusted everybody. If you told me I could trust you, then I would trust you. And, you know, you would run into these people and everybody was nice to me. Everybody would shake my hand. They would smile at me. And then, you know, you would hear them make side comments, you know, to, you know, the person next to you. And it's like, that person just said something nice to me. And then you start thinking, and it's like, these keyboard warriors are exactly what they are. They're, they're hiding behind the keyboard, but when they see you, they're, they're nice to your, nice to your face. And that was kind of a rude awakening for me to kind of, you know, realize that I didn't know who I could trust, which plays even more to plays in to the, the whole concept of, you know, losing your confidence because now it's like, I don't know who I can talk to and who's telling me the truth and who's not telling me the truth. And, you know, who's telling me what I just want to hear. And, um, it was, it was, it was very challenging. Talking with Brett Melton, a former Illini and Muhammad native, a college basketball player, four years, he played college basketball and uh, now reflecting again and sharing some of his experiences here on the segment presented by OSF healthcare. Just curious, Brett, um, what, you, you know, you, you see all these things and let's, let's be honest. This is a microcosm of society. It's not, you said, it's not just Illini fans. It's really not just sports fans. This is just who we are right now as a society and where we are with the with the tools that we have at our disposal. And we're using them any way that uh, some people anywhere that they care and they don't really think about how this affects people. What advice would you give to today's athlete um, who may be the, you know, the 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 target of such attacks? A uh, couple things. Uh, that's a good question. There's a couple things that I would tell the, the, the current athlete now. One is keep your circle small. Um, you know, I think a lot of fans forget that, especially college athletes, we're 19, 20, 21 years old. And although, you know, we do have more discipline because coaches are forcing us to be more disciplined in our, you know, education and who we associate with and, you know, the amount of nights that you go out and those types of things, it's easy to be influenced by, you know, um, you know, the, the, the pretty girls, you know what I mean? Or the parties or, you know, something that you didn't experience when you were in high school and you want to experience it now. So those are things that are pulling you away. So if you can keep your circle small, um, that's going to help. And then the thing that helped me the most, um, and it's such a weird conundrum to say it was, was transferring because I remember when I uh, transferred, um, and this is not my advice to, to college athletes, but this is definitely something that, that I would give advice to athletes on is being able to create your identity. Because when I transferred, I didn't realize people in San Diego did not care about sports. There's so <laughs> many, there are so many other things that you can do besides sports you can go surfing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, I mean, it's, uh, there's a million things you can do in, in California. And I remember going there and I was like, you know, I'm Brett Melton and they're like, okay, cool. Um, you know, stand in line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, it really, it was, it was a shock to my ego, but it was the first time where I realized I need to create myself all over again. It was that, you know, who am I? And my whole entire life, I was Brett, the good basketball player. And when basketball kind of fell out the window, I was like, who am I? I kind of lost my identity and I needed to create my identity all over again. And that's when I found out that I was more of Brett, the good person versus Brett, the basketball player. And had I learned that earlier, you know, in life, maybe those words would not be as uh, penetrating 
you know, because I knew who I was, I knew the amount of work that I had put in, you know, I knew the talent that I had. And, you know, now 20 years later, you know, it, you know, I'm just a thought, you know, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I played with Dwayne Wade, I played with JJ Redick, I played with Darius Miles, you know, I played with all these other NBA guys. And I can still talk to I talked to JJ Redick two weeks ago. And he made the comment, you're still one of the best shooters that I ever played against. Wow. And, and I think of those things and it's like, I fell so short in college. I really did not live up to my potential. And so when a lot of fans are talking, you know, they've never heard of me and heck I wouldn't have ever heard of me because it was such a short lived uh, career, but it doesn't take away the person that I am. It doesn't take away what I did in high school. It doesn't take away the fact that I, you know, was able to earn a scholarship at the school I dreamt of playing for since I was a little kid. Um, and those are things that I'm extremely proud of. But as far as, you know, advice is keep your circle small and just be true to yourself and find yourself. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, and with social media, there's a lot of people that have access to you that did not have access to you 20 years ago. So it's even more important to understand who you are as a person. So you don't kind of, you know, fall astray. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say that you, you know, maybe you didn't do as well as you wanted, but, uh, just, it was just a, what a, month ago or so two months ago when when you were back on campus and you had this you got a big you were a big 10 champion a couple times so that's that's pretty good right i mean there's a lot of people who trade being a big 10 champion talk about uh, that reunion and what it felt like to be back as a big 10 champion you know josh whitman and coach underwood have done an amazing job of really rebranding the culture um and that's the one thing that really hit home with me was when, when we were all back that weekend, you know, Underwood, Coach, or Josh Whitman, both of them were talking about when you play for the Illini, you are not an old player, you're family, you're going to forever be family. And I know there was a point in, there was a, a, a point in time between, you know, Coach Self and Underwood where those former players kind of got lost. They kind of felt like they were inconveniencing the program by asking for tickets or wanting to be around the program or stuff like that. And, and, uh, and now, you know, it's, it's, we want you here. We want you to be around the players. We want you to be around the team. We want you to be around the program. We want to help um, our current players understand, you know, the bricks that were, that were laid to help them get to where they are today. And, and that's kind of what kind of helped me um, feel more appreciated um, because there was a, a sense of, you know, you know, yeah, I won two big 10, big 10 championships, but it was like, did I really earn them? You know, it's like, I, you know, I was playing six, seven minutes a game and it's like, did I really earn my, my ring type of thing? But to come back 20 years later, it's really not about the points, you know, it's about, what did the university do for you? And that's what I think the biggest thing that we're missing from the fans perspective is everybody wants to make more shots. Everybody wants to win more games, but what the university does to these young men or young kids and turns them into young men and gives them life values and a place that they can call home and family forever. That's what is special. And that's what I think a lot of times people are missing. Um, because they're so short-sighted. And I did make one comment um, to a couple people, even before that post, it was before that I haven't made, the, made that post, but the thing that hit me the most was that if you listen to any former 
Illini basketball player. We can talk. I mean, I'll just, I mean, it doesn't matter. Deion Thomas, you know, Sergio McClain, Darren Williams. It doesn't matter who you talk about. There's not one person that's going to berate a current player because it's not about the wins or the losses. Yes, we all want to win. Yes, we all want to see Illinois do well, but it was, it's what the program did for us, you know, as a, as a person that created our loyalty. And that's what I think people don't understand is like, we all want to win, but talking bad about the players doesn't help ever. Yeah. And, and did you get a chance to, um, you know, meet and talk with any of the current players and were you able to, to give them, you know, any of the current players, you know, any tips or anything from what you had learned on your journey that may, they may pass along 20 years later, because this is, you know, the funny thing is, this is a big 10 conference championship team. These guys will be coming back and some of them will be coming back twice because they'll be honored, you know, for the years that they were, the uh, Big Ten champions in the tournament, and then be honored the next year for the cha- the year they won the the conference regular season. But was there anything that you maybe were able to share with anybody that that they might share down the line, uh, just like you did? Personally, I did not. Um, there was an opportunity um, early in the morning um, during the game for pregame or pregame, um, but I wasn't able to make it um, just because. I wanted my kids to come to the game and all that stuff. So I had to help my wife get the kids ready and all that stuff. But um, I know Joe Cross was able to speak to the kids or the players. I know Corey Bradford talked to the players and that's what it, it, that's, that's all the whole entire conversation is. That's the message. It's, you know, this is such a short period of your life and you kind of get so ingrained with, you know, basketball is everything ball is life and everything nothing else matters except basketball but it really is the the memories like it's the relationships that you build that'll last forever um and yeah and maybe and maybe that's why it took brad 19 years to graduate from college because it was such great memories and excitement why why would you leave Brett, that's an inside joke that we have going. Brad has more credit hours than anybody in North America. Yeah, yeah, Brett, you, you didn't go the Brad Sterling route, so you're you're good. <laughs> hey, Brett, listen, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate your insights. Um, we we felt that what you said was needed, um, and hopefully uh, there are some people out there that maybe they'll they'll pause before they click send on whatever that tweet or message is out there, and um, you know, one person at a time, we can just kind of make it a little, you know find some creative ways to voice our frustration. Absolutely. And it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to, you know, be disappointed in your team. But I mean, I I just, last thing I'll say is I remember, I mean, you miss a shot. No one feels more bad about missing that shot than I do. You know, no one feels more upset about turning the ball over, you know, than the person who just turned it over. And so it's kind of like, let's pick us up when we fall down. Let's not, you know, kick us while we're down. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. Hey, Brett Melton, thanks so much for your time and uh, all the best to you. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with you uh, at some point down the line here on the Sports Spectacular. I would love to. Thank you guys. All right. Appreciate it. Brett Melton uh, there right here on the show. Quick timeout. More on Illinois hoops coming up and some recruiting news. Kendrick Prince on his way with the latest on the next big thing that may be taking his game to Champaign. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm Kofi Coburn. 
when it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare.